Welcome to Second Wind with Joyce Buford, a program focused for and about women. Joyce Buford is a certified coach who has a passion for helping women who need a second wind. It's so empowering for women to hear about other women and their accomplishments. If you're going through any of life transitions, this program is for you. Joyce is president and founder of Joy After Divorce, a one-on-one coaching practice that helps women rebuild and redesign their lives after divorce. As a certified coach, she's had extensive training, including mentoring and training by Jack Canfield of the Chicken Soup Book Series. Joyce is also a member of Leadership Texas. On today's program, Joyce and her guests will help you learn how to get your second wind. Now here's our host and coach, Joyce Buford. Good morning. We're delighted that you've joined us this morning. I want to remind you again the focus of our show today. It's about women and the many phases that we go through in our life, the transitions that we must go through and adapt ourselves to. Many times when we find ourselves in a life change, such as uh, end of a marriage, such as death of a spouse, death of a child, change of a job that we thought we'd be in forever, um, or now we're taking care of our parents and really didn't think about that. These are all times in our lives that are stretching, full of pain and transition moments. And during this time, many times we can feel stuck. We can feel unsure of the next move. And so the creation of this show is to really give you a resource to listen to how other women have gone through transition and how they've come out winning on the other end. So listen today. Attach yourself to some of the great thoughts that our guests will give us and walk away with a brighter smile. Now, when I first met our guests of today, we were at a women's workshop in Dallas, Texas, at the eWomen's workshop that's there every year. Fabulous workshop. And this summer or this year, I have gone through two negotiations, major ones, that are selling property. Now, I don't know about you ladies, but this area is not my strongest area. I have reservations. I don't, I sometimes, I'm not firm where I need to be. And I many times walk away feeling well, I think I just got taken advantage of. That's not a good feeling. So when I met Eldana, my, oh, I was so excited and so thrilled when she agreed to come on the show today and share her ideas because this lady is a treasure for us. I, I loved researching her website because I'm going to quote just something that she wrote on one of her postings. I basically stumbled into contracting career field by accident. And 30 years later, I'm teaching and helping people be better negotiators. 
and ensuring they have the tools to never be taken advantage of again. Oh, I so love that because I can really identify with it. Now, let me tell you a little bit about Eldana. Other than being a beautiful woman, very accomplished, and very professional. I met Eldana, and Eldana Lewis Fernandez is a retired Air Force veteran with 23 years of honorable military service. She is a negotiation and contract expert with over, over 30 years of leadership, contracts management, and negotiating experience. And she has negotiated contracts from $1 to over $100 million, both stateside and internationally. Having been deployed to the Middle East after 9-11, she has years of experience in foreign acquisitions. She is an expert in the contracting career field and has developed and taught courses on contract claims, negotiations, and other aspects of contracting. In 2002, she was selected for an assignment to the White House military office. She has seven years' experience working for defense contractors in the aerospace industry, and she holds top security, secret security clearance and has been a trusted agent of the U.S. government for 30 years. Now, we're talking transition coming up here, friends. Eldana is the CEO of Dynamic Vision International Incorp, a training and consulting firm specializing in training people how to think like a negotiator. She creates a win-win result and helps understand helps us understand the pitfalls to avoid in negotiation. She is an international award-winning speaker and has written four books. One is the Think Like a Negotiator, 50 Ways to Create a Win-Win Result by Understanding the Pitfalls to Avoid, which will be released in November. She has also authored the Go Pink Rules of Engagement, Five Fundamental Principles for Taking Control of the Handlebars of Your Life. Now, we're going to get into that handlebar reference. And then she has co-authored two books, which are compilations of stories, and their name is Heart of a Military Woman and Heart of a Woman in Business. Eldana has vast education in contract management and is a certified neuro-linguistic programming, NLP, for those of us that know that practice and is a certified coach and consultant. Yes, ladies, L. Donna is a trailblazer. And she leaves smoke behind her. <laughs> so, L. Donna, I want to say, wow, wow, wow. I welcome you as my guest this morning, L. Donna Fernandez. Well, thanks so much for having me. Glad to be here. Oh, that is a most impressive 
resume and, and story that I just read out. Uh, I was really interested in what drew you to to be in the Air Force. Well, actually, I uh, yeah, I had a pretty rough childhood, a couple alcoholic parents, and uh, my mother died of alcoholism when I was 12. So, um, oh, yeah, and, rough. and my father checked out, kind of died emotionally, and um, I ended up dropping out of high school, and I was running with the wrong crowd, and all that kind mm-hmm. of stuff, and when I turned 18, my dad up and left and uh, moved from, I was grew up in Texas, moved up from Texas, to, moved from Texas to Florida, and um, didn't leave me a forwarding address, so I had to fend for myself. And At 17 um, or 18? 17? 18. Oh, 18. my gosh. That's growing up fast. Yeah, definitely. So um, one day I saw this commercial about the Air Force that said, Air Force, a great way of life, and I thought, wow, that sounds like an adventure. You know, kind of a chance for a different life, even though I really didn't think that. But I I got my GED, and I I joined the Air Force, so that's how I ended up in the Air Force. And and like um, you mentioned about one of my blog posts, I did fall into the contracting career field kind of by accident. Yeah? Yeah, When you go in, you can choose your job, or you can go in in an open area and choose your job when you get the basic training. So I went Mm -hmm. in what was called open administrative uh, when I went in the Air Force. by the way, 8% of the military were women when I went in. It wasn't a very big number. Wow. Yeah. And um, so I go to basic to pick my job. Well, computers was in the administrative area, so I thought, mm-hmm. you know, I want to work with computers. That was way back in the day. Right. Um, and uh, so I, I go there, and they said, oh, here's this list of jobs. And, of course, computers wasn't on there, and there were all these jobs, and they had a required score that you had to – score on aptitude test mm-hmm. to get into the job and there was one job that had a really high score and the rest of the jobs had a really low score and the job with the high score was called contract specialist so I, my thought process was you must have to be smarter to do this job than these so I'm going to pick this one <laughs> <laughs> love it love it so and, uh, you know I was I was in the air force for 23 years wow. as a contract specialist yeah well, that just seems, I mean, I'm not kidding. I feel so unsure. So, met you, I was jumping up and down because of my whole summer had been just a roller coaster. And uh, so I was just felt like we were supposed to meet. <laughs> so, because yeah, nothing I know, happens by accident. No. And so I know if I'm going through that, which I consider myself a very strong woman, I know there are others that are going through that as well. So uh, so where did they, we only have about a minute left, so I may have to break your story, but where did they actually start you when you decided this process? Uh, well, basic training was in San Antonio, Texas, so I, ah. I went there. I went there for six weeks of basic and then uh, Got sent on to my technical training school at uh, Lowry Air Force Base in Denver, Colorado, which um, oh, since closed yeah. down. But um, right. and then I got sent to my first base, which was MacDill Air Force Base in Tampa, Florida. Ah, you got back to Florida. <laughs> I did. <laughs> yeah. Well, we are coming up on our first break, and so I want to hear more because you started. A, us off right off with a major transition that you 
had to go through facing um, big challenges at a very early age. And so we will be back to talk more with Eldana as she shares with us her transitions into this great life that she's living today. So we're going to take a quick break and we'll be back. We return with more of Second Wind with Joyce Buford after this short break. Show me the money! Okay, we will. We're going to teach you how to tell your money where to go. It's Intelligent Investing with Pam Otten on Toginet. Learn how to be a savvy investor from someone who has your best interest at heart. Pam Otten is a financial advisor who loves to help successful business owners and entrepreneurs understand the mysteries of the investment world. And she's not afraid to share that knowledge. Pam is an unashamed Christian and qualified kingdom advisor, which means she's trained and committed to integrating biblical principles into her financial advice. Pam believes investing isn't rocket science. This is the financial advisor who's in your corner and truly understands and cares about you and helping you achieve your goals. Securities and advisory services are offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA, SIPC. It's Intelligent Investing with Pam Otten on Toginet. The WooHoo Radio Network presents the Diva Download with Tracy and Tasha. If you think Diva is all about attitude and drama, think again. The Diva Download is the premier online radio program where girls of all ages, shapes, sizes, and colors get together to redefine what it means to be a diva so that all girls can discover their inner diva and develop a healthy sense of self-worth and self-esteem. Being a true diva means you're diverse, involved, value-driven, and active. That's today's diva. If you want to celebrate the girl in your life through education, encouragement, empowerment, and entertainment, join us every week on Tuesdays from 6 to 7 p.m. Central Standard Time and celebrate the essence of being a girl only here on the WooHoo Radio Network. Welcome back to Second Wind with Joyce Buford, a program focused for and about women. This is a show about how to attain your dreams. Now to help you create the life you want to live to its fullest, here is coach and author of Celebrating 365 Days of Gratitude, Joyce Buford. Where guest today is Eldana Fernandez who at a very early age began all of her transitions. And so that's how she got into the Air Force, needing the transition to get her life moving, went into the Air Force, and then took sort of a trailblazer career because back 30 years ago, many of the jobs they were offering for women, there were very few women, but the jobs were probably typing, secretarial, those those jobs that defined us as women back in the 30s. And so, or back not in the 30s, but 30 years ago. So, Eldana, share with us, you've, you've been moved to basic or commissioned to go back to Florida. 
so now sort of take us through the some of the major transitions in your life. Well, um, you know, being in the in the military, and in, in, uh, I came in in 1980, so. Uh-huh. Um, and that was they were starting the push to get more women in the military. Yeah. Um, but it was it was still very and they were they were pushing to get women in um in non traditional careers. I mean I'd scored high in the mechanical area and they were mm-hmm. really pushing to get me to, to do that because mm-hmm. that's that was the thing, get women in non traditional careers. And I, I guess I could have done that but I I um I don't know, I really wanted to work with computers so you know, I, I went in and um Unfortunately, right away, even in basic training, I got sexually harassed from the get-go. So, um, right. That that was an unfortunate uh, part of being in the military. But yeah. uh, one of the first things I did was I started to go to school to to uh, get a degree. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I had tuition assistance, and they had uh, college campuses on base. So uh, it took me several years of being because I was going to night school and and that and then Mm -hmm. being on active duty and I I did end up with an associates in contracts management and associates in uh, business management and a bachelor's in business management so wow um, yeah yeah those are some some great things and Mm -hmm. you know I got married in the military and I had my two wonderful children and um, Mm -hmm. you know Mm I got to live overseas and travel around the world and that, that was great yeah those are definitely some of the perks of of being in the service, the the travel and getting to see other countries. Uh, yeah, you know that one of their lines join the service and see the world. So, um, but they also offered the education that you referred to as well. And so, as you as you started, what would you remember your first negotiating project? I mean, well, it's I mean, so gradual. Most of, well, most of the the stuff we did was, you know, calling and asking for bids. It was kind of fixed price kind of thing. So you had to okay. call different companies and ask for bids. But the first, um, you know, when I started to administer contracts and had more discussions, and I, I remember the first big negotiation I did, and I had no clue whatsoever what I was doing. Yeah. And. Um, my the the deputy chief of the office was sitting beside me, and I'd done all the research, and you know, it, so we're sitting across from the the contractor and the 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 rep that was with him, and and um, going back and forth, and he kept sliding me notes saying, "You're doing great, you're doing fine." I'm like, <laughs> I have no clue what I, I was just so fish out of water kind of thing. Like yeah. I had had no clue kind of thing, and and. Um, <laughs> You know, but you you have to start somewhere. One of the of things I, I talk about in my book is uh, how you have to drill your skills. I mean, mm-hmm. people want to flip a light switch and go from dark to light and be an expert, <laughs> and you you can't do that. You have to have experience. The powers of yes. the work. Yes, right. Oh, I can so relate. What and we, how wonderful to have that support system sitting right beside you, <laughs> going, "You're doing great. You're doing great. Go forward." So that. So you moved up to a hundred million dollars. That would make me so nervous. And thank goodness you didn't have to go there as your first one. You know, uh, it helps making those steps. And I'm as I'm as naive as everybody else. I think you can just flip that switch. And uh, it, no, it doesn't happen. But you have negotiated. You you were 
negotiating actively for how many years with the service? 23. I was in in the Air Force 23 years. Okay. um, Yeah, so, and then I went to work for a couple of different defense contractors. um, Okay. Kind of being on the other side of the table, I guess. Uh Uh-huh. And when were you, when were you assigned, now what did this White House military office assignment were you still um, negotiating when you were there? I, I didn't end up going there. I was selected for that, but I had oh, okay. chose to retire. Um, okay. Yeah, it was right at the end of my career, and I, I um, it, it just I just chose for my kids that I, it was time for me to just I would have never seen them. It would have been a, the most awesome job ever for me. Yeah. But I would have had to live pretty far out in the commute, and I would have just never got to see them, and they were pretty young, so. Um, yeah. They'd they'd been through enough with me going and deploying and temporary duty and all that that I felt that it was you know time for yeah. me to. That really must be hard as a mother to do that. I mean, I can just feel guilt creeping into my system. You know, even as in my life when I was very busy volunteering and working for the community, I felt guilty. And so, but I mean, in your job, yeah, didn't you feel that? And how did you handle that? Yeah, I think probably the, the the short they call them TDY temporary duty. Everything's mm-hmm. got an acronym in the military. So the short TDYs were uh, weren't so bad. You know, a week or two, whatever you kind of dealt with that. But when right. I had to deploy to the Middle East, mm-hmm. and I um, I st- you know it, it was uh, a station at Holloman Air Force Base in New Mexico, and so we had to leave from I had to leave from the El Paso airport. Yeah, and I just remember saying goodbye to them, stepping on the escalator and watching them turn and walk away with my sister. That was the most heart-wrenching thing I had ever gone through. And when I got there, and um, you know, you you just have to, I mean, it was like I was torn between duty to my country and my duty as a mother. Oh, yeah. You know, I, I took an oath to support and defend the Constitution of the United States, and I wanted to go do my part for what happened to us on 9-11. Right. That meant I had to leave my family behind. And this is what every person in the military goes through, whether they're men or women. I think for women, because we have children, it's probably a lot harder. But mm-hmm. you have to go and, and do your sworn duty, and you have to leave your family behind. Right. And it, unless you've done it, it's hard to really understand. It's just, mm-hmm. it's heart-wrenching. But you have to go forward and and do what you're trained to do to support right. the mission. Uh huh. So your sister stepped up and helped you during those years. Well, she she was uh, living with me at the time. So oh, okay. Yeah, she she uh, she and then my neighbors. We were had some yeah. neighbors that were really close, and they helped as well. So yeah. I mean, that's what you do. You just turn to your support system. And, right. You know, it was hard on the kids, me having to leave like that, too. And, and, you know, it wasn't like I was just somewhere off in another state doing some, you know, temporary duty thing. I was over in the Middle East, you know. Right. So how often could you communicate with your children? Um, It, it was once in a while kind of thing. You right. know, it was... Because there's not, not yeah. very often. Yeah. Well, you know, even now with the uh, Skype, I think it, it, there's still some limitations. I mean, Skype certainly helps it m- seem a little more personal. You see them and connect. But even so, it, it, that would be difficult, wouldn't it, in the field to have um, that luxury? 
I, I, it depends where you are. I mean, I was on a, in a tent city, so we had a lot of, you know, would have been, it would have been okay there. But, you know, some people that are out, you know, they don't have that kind of communication capability until they get back to their, whatever base they're, they're, uh, you know, stationed at. Yeah. That, now, did, that just won't work. Yeah. Now, did you do negotiations while you were in the Middle East? Yes. Well, and see, I talk about this in my Think Like a Negotiator training. Mm-hmm. I have a whole, um, actually, experiential game around this. Um, mm-hmm. They don't care about money over there as a negotiation technique. It's more more about building the relationship. Uh, and, um, you know, we had been trained on that um, before we even went in. And it was called contingency contracting training, which meant, you know, training in a deployed air, for a deployed area. Mm-hmm. And um, the relationship... It, it it didn't matter about, you know, we're so hung up here in this country on money. That's the way we yes, operate. Of course. But yeah. when you go to a different country and negotiate, you have to understand their culture and pull yourself into their paradigm. And I got yeah. it. I mean, I you know, I would be at, at each place maybe an hour to an hour and a half, and it wouldn't be until maybe 45 minutes in. They'd be like, oh, where's your list? What do you need? Hand oh. it off to them. They'd hand it off to their guy. They'd come back. And, you know, the the price was the price based on how much they they knew like and trusted you Mm -hmm. so um i built great relationships they loved me and and Mm -hmm. did anything for me got anything (laughs) for me you know it was great yeah yeah oh that's great so yes the american just kind of jumps in there and says this is what i need and it is about relationship building when you go into other countries far more than we do so, oh, so did and you found that very challenging or rewarding or what was the uh, emotions about around that? Well, I mean, it was challenging in the sense we were working eighteen-hour days, living in a uh. dusty tent city in like one hundred forty degree heat Please. with five hundred percent humidity. I mean, geez, I, I must have lost ten pounds while I was over there. And you met me; I'm not very big. <laughs> So my my clothes were falling off of me because we were just running. We were like, yeah. you know, six days a week in town. Um, the seventh day, you know, there was no breaks hardly. So wow. we were just, um, it was it was hard. That was stressful. Yeah. But I really enjoyed the um, I really enjoyed the time with all the contractors because that it was, yeah. you know, that we we're okay. We're all we've cleared the the three checkpoints to get out of the base, so we're on our way and. You know, we want. The, it was all about what do you want? Coffee, tea, juice, food. What you know? Right. You had to had to eat and drink or whatever, and before you even started talking business. So yes. that was the great part about it. Well, we're going to break here, and we will be back to talk about uh, the importance why you wrote the book, and uh, what is this Harley riding I see on your? <laughs> we'll talk. Uh, we'll yep. be back. Sure. All right. We return with more of Second Wind with Joyce Buford after this short break. I am not the woman I used to be. I'm free with Minister Diane Jones. Monday nights at 10, 9 central on Toginet. 
This is your chance, ladies, to hear stories of hope and healing from someone who's been there. Someone who has fought back from the horrors of incest. Minister Diane's innocence was stolen from her in the land of alcoholism and mental illness, which led to her being emotionally, physically, and sexually abused by her parents. Yet in spite of this trauma, she has gone on to become a successful wife, mother, registered nurse, and minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ. I'm not the woman I used to be. I'm free is a straight-up show to enlighten you and to lighten your load. Do not let the weight of this world or the things that have happened to you control your life. For more on the show and Diane and her book, The Story of Me, email her directly from her show page here on Toginet. Then, join us for I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be, I'm Free, with Minister Diane Jones, Monday nights at 10, 9 central on toginet.com. Do you ever feel like you're the invisible woman? Too polite to be political? Too nice to be real? Tame, even though you really want to be unleashed? Like you're living in a fairy tale without the happy ending? Well, Cinderella has left the ball, and it's time to wake up and break up with our own self-imposed glass slippers and ceilings. Welcome to Le Chic's Feet, the polite woman's guide to self-expression, with your host, Jen Duchenne. Le Chic's Feet is the Woohoo Radio Network's resident radio show dedicated to helping women turn on their power and turn up the volume of their voices so you can be seen, heard, appreciated, and celebrated. Join us on Wednesdays at 5 p.m. Central Standard Time for your weekly dose of Le Chic Speak with your host, Jen Duchenne, only here on the Woohoo Radio Network. Welcome back to Second Wind with Joyce Buford, a program focused for and about women. This is a show about how to attain your dreams. Now to help you create the life you want to live to its fullest, here is Coach and author of Celebrating 365 Days of Gratitude, Joyce Buford. My guest today is Eldana Fernandez. 23 years of service with the military, Air Force, and she has been sharing with her with us her skill as a negotiator and some awesome stories. One of the things that I liked as I read some of her blog was that negotiating isn't just about doing the deal. It's also about negotiating balancing balance in your life. Negotiating down the path of life and negotiating through the twists and turns the life path puts in our path in order to be a confident negotiator personally and professionally you have to build a great relationship with yourself first and then build relationship with others at the same level what kind of relationship do you have with yourself and do you take time to reflect and adjust and yes Eldana is a coach and Eldana has a workshop. And Eldana, when is your next workshop, and what is the, what does it consist of? So my uh, Think Like a Negotiator training, the one I just had, I just had one in uh, the 11th through the 13th of October, is ironically the 11th through the 13th of April, same <laughs> days, uh, 2014. So I have them twice a year. Um, it's a three-day all experiential training, and when I say experiential. Um, I insert games into my training, and I have uh, what I call guest faculty. It's um, 
like uh and and they're different themes with mm-hmm. uh props and costumes and things you know people learn well most of the time you go to a, a training or whatever and you get you know speakers talk to you and you're only going to remember three percent of that um, right so by yeah. the time you leave the seminar right. but the way the way mine's set up is um you're seven times more likely to remember uh, or you're going to remember seven times more than you would with traditional lecture because I I do give some content in the beginning and there's a few exercises, but then the rest is all experiential games for you to go and um, work the concepts. There's ah. team building, there's leadership, there's negotiation, yeah. there's contracts, proposals. It's all weaved in together. Yeah. And um, the, the like participants. Oh yeah, it was the participants at my last one. They were just raving about it. It was a, <laughs> it was a great time. So. I know. Oh, and it's going to be in L.A. Yes. Yes. Okay, and you'll and that'll be on your website. Now, your website is under construction now. Is that um, well, is yeah, it? you can go to thinklikeanegotiator.com. It's a uh, it's a it's a it's kind of just a placeholder. It's a blog site right now, but my right. my uh, you know I have somebody working on a, a website for me to get. Yeah get it all kind of positioned appropriately because um, I was running things through my other website but I, I uh, this one you can go and read my blog and there's information about the event and uh, right. information about me and and how to how to connect with me so um, well her blogs read fabulous I love the fair and reasonable and how to get your carpet cleaned while on a radio show I like that one <laughs> I could just see you juggling those dogs. <laughs> yeah, I was. Yeah, I definitely was. <laughs> but I found all of those blogs just delightful and a great insight uh, as she shared with us a few techniques. But I could see the value of her workshop with, with Billy. I may be there. I tell you, I may be. I'm, I'm tired of this stuff I have to go through when I'm negotiating. But your book is focused at negotiating and it it comes out in November and so any day and so in the book you talk about negotiating tips is that I know that has to be in the book well yeah the the title of the book is think like a negotiator 50 ways to create win-win results by understanding the pitfalls to avoid and I'm all about win-win negotiation where both sides win where both sides feel good about about the discussion Right. Um, negotiation is simply discussions to agree on a deal, whether it's a multi-million dollar deal or where to meet for dinner. It's all a negotiation. Right. Um, a lot of times we we picture it a big boardroom with two sides haggling it out over a multi-million dollar deal, and that's one side of it. But right. we negotiate each and every day of our life, both personally and professionally. Yes. Yeah, we really do, even for carpet cleaning. Right, or even with your kids. Oh, <laughs> Or with your spouse or your partner or your 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 sibling or your sister or your brother or whoever. Yeah, yeah, you're so right. Every day there's a negotiation, usually on our plate. So I want I have one question, Eldana, that I ask all of my guests because I believe so strongly in that we come to this earth with our unique qualities. And we play those unique qualities in our younger years. But as life comes along, throws us curves that 
we don't expect and we adapt to our environment either through our parents, our neighbors, our schoolmates, our teachers. They all affect how we react. And so I would really be curious to know how you, as today, you know where you are and where you really love to spend your time. Did you see any connection with how you played in your younger years? Well, so when I was a when I was a kid, I used to play horses. I loved horses, and I play. I dressed up and things like that. I mean, those were things that I loved to do. I climbed trees. I was an adventure. You know, I was I was tomboyish, I guess. I mean, I'm very much a girly girl, but I like to do the adventure stuff. So today, right. I mean, I I in my trainings, I dress up. I have what I call faculty members. Like one of my my games in my three-day training is called Rum Runners. So it's a pirate, it's a pirate theme. It's Captain Sasha Morgan of the Pink Pearl. Arg. I love it. And, and so it's, it's uh, you know, I have pirate costume, and it's all around, it's, that's all about non-disclosure agreements, proposals, and contracts, but it takes you out of a bunch of people just doing an exercise and puts you into a theme. Each team has to have a ship captain and a ship name and a first mate, and it, and, and it takes you out of out of the normal what you'd experience just oh turn to your right. partner and do mm-hmm. this exercise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're actually put in a in a theme. So that's I, I do a lot of play there. It's a lot of fun and, and I believe that we don't have enough fun as adults. And then wow. one of the other thing I mean I rode horses as a kid. Um I had horses when I was in the in the military for a little while but that was hard. I hope to have horses again but mm-hmm. I went from horses to Harleys so <laughs> I I've, I've been riding Harleys for eighteen years and um Oh, that's another thing that I do to play is get out on my bike and ride. Oh, yeah, the wind through your hair. But you do wear a helmet, don't you? Oh, yeah, definitely. And two years ago, I uh, took it to the dirt and got on a dirt bike and rode from uh, Anchorage, Alaska, through the Yukon up to the Arctic Circle and back, raising money for breast cancer research with um, 15 other people. Eleven of us were winning. Wow. I'm an adventure girl. I believe in having fun. Yeah. So that was a great cause. We know, being women, we know that's a great cause. But what an experience. Uh, All sorts of weather. I'm thinking all sorts of weather. Lots of beauty. I mean, lots of beauty that you could only experience. And in many ways, just going on a motorcycle, to tell you the truth. But uh, what a adventure that was how did that get started um i'm just connected with um i have another brand called pink biker chick yeah um, i saw that in your books yeah with with uh you know i have a clothing line and that's where the whole take control of the handlebars of your life comes from it's, it's just five oh. foundational principles for taking control of the handlebars of your life yeah the tools that i use to turn my life around when i went through a what i call my mirror experience transition which we can talk about in a minute and uh, <laughs> um, but some women that I had met and connected with in the motorcycle world have this uh, organization and um, we're doing this trip and I wanted to go so um, so were was, these all women on the trip uh, 11 women 11 mm-hmm. out of 15 were women great you know a couple of the guys that went were were you know boyfriends or husbands of, of some of the mm-hmm. women so mm-hmm. um it, it was it was fabulous. It was beautiful. We camped out most of the way, and uh, you know we got rained on and 
couple people got hurt and uh you know there was mud and there was dirt and there you know oh yeah right i i, I still had my uh my mary Kay face on <laughs> you know take care of my skin even out there and i had my protein shakes that i was mixing and um oh, word you know i it I, I you know I, whatever i like it was i take yeah. I take care of myself wherever I go. So well, you was, know, your training has been that you had to adapt and continue living at the standard yeah, well, you of, wanted to one live. Of the, one of the phrases I, I live by is adapt and overcome. Yes. Because <laughs> we go through stuff every day of our lives. I mean, if you read my blog, one of the most recent posts was the, the loss of the man I'd been dating for about um, three months. We just started dating, and he uh, died in a skydiving accident September 23rd. So uh, um, that's a tough transition that I'm going through right now, but um, the most important thing that to is keep putting one foot in front of the other. I mean, I still had my event in October. That was really hard. But... Mm-hmm. Um, I still, you know, I still did it. Actually, I had to speak. Um, he died on a Monday, and I had to speak that Friday to a group of women veterans. And, uh, um, you know, it's like yeah. going by faith. Right. And I, I couldn't, I couldn't back out of it because right. one of the one of my passions is helping my veteran sisters, and so um, I just went by faith. I don't even know what I said. Yeah. Whatever I said must have inspired people. I remember taking my mm-hmm. shoe off and holding my shoe up. I was wearing a blue shoe and talking about how, you know, I get to w- dress like a girly girl now. I don't have to wear blue and camouflage anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I blue bet your speech was very moving because it came from your soul. Yeah. It's such a sad time. Yeah. And and that's so. that's kind of the way I I I speak. I you know I I'm not somebody that's going to hide the stuff I'm going through, although I didn't no. talk about it there. But, um, right. you know, that's why yeah. I posted the story. And if any of your listeners want to listen to it, you know, or read it, go to the Think Like a It's a beautiful site. story. It is. Well, yeah. we are going to be taking a short break. And when we come back, we're going to be talking about some more interesting things Eldona does, from Harley riding to negotiating to wearing her girly, girly things. So we'll be back shortly. We return with more of Second Wind with Joyce Buford after this short break. Have you ever wondered if you're normal or why you feel distant from your partner? Then join us for Sex Talk with Lou with your host, Lou Paget on TogiNet Wednesday night at 9, 8 central. Do you want to recreate a truly connected relationship or wonder, how do I tell my kids about things? Join Lou Paget, one of the world's best-selling authors in the field of sexuality, a certified sex educator and sought-after expert for all media and her renowned expert guests as they discuss anything and everything about sex that impacts our lives and our families' lives. For more on Lou, check out her website, loupaget.com. This is the show where the best experts in the field of sexuality and sexual health can finally give you the answer to that question. Join us for Sex Talk with Lou with your host, Lou Paget, Wednesday nights at 9, 8 central on toginet.com. Thursday nights, get ready for the Read My Lips Tips for Success radio show with your host, Linnea Millette, at 11, 10 central on toginet.com. 
What are the Read My Lips tips for success? Well, it's spelled out like this. R. Realize it is possible. E. Embrace all relationships. A. Advance through adversity. D. Develop your significance. M. Manage your health and wealth. Y. Yield to your natural abilities. L. Listen to your heart. I. Invest in yourself. P. Persist by taking small steps. And S. Serve others. Each week on the show, you'll find a safe haven whereby tips, insights, and strategies are shared by Linnea and her guests. Go to Linnea's website, readmylipstips.com. Then join us Thursday nights at 11, 10 p.m. Central for the Read My Lips Tips for Success radio show with your host, Linnea Millette on toginet.com. Welcome back to Second Wind with Joyce Buford, a program focused for and about women. This is a show about how to attain your dreams. Now to help you create the life you want to live to its fullest, here is Coach and author of Celebrating 365 Days of Gratitude, Joyce Buford. We are talking today with Eldana Fernandez, and she talks about negotiations, where she has spent her life, 30 years, in the military service, negotiating all over the world. And so we have had a delightful time this morning listening to Eldana's adventures because she is indeed a trailblazer. So, Eldana, could you share some just general negotiating tips for our our listeners? Oh, sure. Uh, Well, the, the first tip in my book, and I think, well, let me caveat this by saying the the most important thing somebody needs to be a good negotiator is confidence. Um, and that's where we, where we talk about, you know, having that good relationship with yourself. Because confidence, when they see you, if you don't have confidence, even on, on the phone, on your voice, they can detect whether or not you have confidence or not. And if you don't, they can use that as leverage um, to get a better deal. To You know, it's leverage to their side of the, of the discussion. So... Yeah. Um, I, I'm not going to go into all that. We go into that actually in, in detail in my uh, Think Like a Negotiator training um, yes. to have that build that great relationship with yourself. But the first tip in my book is everything is negotiable. And everything is negotiable when you think like a negotiator. See, it's it's a mindset that you have to put on to think like a negotiator, to, to look at whatever your purchasing or having a discussion about, looking at it from a negotiator mindset. See, um, negotiation is simply, like I said, discussions to agree on a deal. Picture it like a a chess game. One person makes a move, the other person considers that strategy, and they Mm. use their strategy and make a move, and it goes back and forth. Mm -hmm. Now, obviously, in a chess game, there's going to be a winner and a loser. But Mm -hmm. in my negotiation philosophy, it's uh, win-win. And my good friend uh, Glenn Morshower from the hit TV show 24 says, "I don't want to win at your, uh, I don't want to win at your expense. I want to win at your expanse." Oh, yeah, great. So you know, both sides expanding and getting something good out of the deal, so they both feel mm-hmm. good about it. Yeah, I think too often you you sometimes bump up against the negotiator that wants doesn't have that same philosophy. They're out to win. And, exactly. Um, so a real good strategy to handle to handle that kind of thing is is uh, be willing to walk away. 
Oh, so if, yeah. If you go into the negotiation with the idea, okay, this is my bottom line, you know, you got to mm-hmm. create your bottom line. There's a whole bunch of things right. around that, but um, be willing to walk away. I mean, if the person is just going to be cutthroat, then the deal's really not good for you. You just mm-hmm. want to turn around, you'd be willing to turn around and say, no, thank you. I think I'll go somewhere else. Mm-hmm. So we could almost say that's setting your boundaries, isn't it? For sure. Yeah, true. Yeah. Yeah. What am I going to be willing to take? Okay, that one I liked. You got another one? Uh, well, a, a biggie. This is this is uh, one of the, you know how like when you were in school and the teacher would stomp its foot or knock on the desk and say, you might want to remember this. You'll see it again on a test. You remember mm-hmm. that when you were in school? Oh, yeah. so this is one of those. <laughs> this is the foot stomper of the whole book. You know, get it in writing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Too, too many times we make agreements and we don't put it in writing, even if it's just um, a text message mm-hmm. or uh, an email. Um, because what I think you said and what you think I said are usually two different things. Yeah. To uh, get rid of any ambiguity, the best thing to do is to get it in writing so you have it solid. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was in the military, when we would have, uh, con- I was I administered a lot of contracts, and we would have progress meetings once a quarter, uh, some contracts, we had them once a month because they were more significant contracts. But after the progress meeting, I would go away and, and uh, put the meeting minutes together, and I'd mm-hmm. send it around for everybody to sign and agree mm-hmm. to what was said. Right. So you had it. You had a solid thing. There was no ambiguity. Oh yeah, you said this, not this. Mm-hmm. So uh, get it in writing. Make sure that you get it in writing. I have a story in my book where I didn't get it in writing, and I should have known better, and I really got taken mm-hmm. advantage of. Yeah. Um, it just uh, protects you and protects the other person. Right. That's it. In many time, many cases, when you're dealing with a friend, sometimes you don't go to that effort. You know, I know if it's if it's clearly a business decision, then yes, we're more likely to use that. But I know as a friend, sometimes if you're doing business with a friend, you sometimes do take the handshake. And even then, you need to realize differences can be heard on both sides. And so it's yeah. really important not to be backed down from that that tip, you know, no matter what the situation is. Yeah, even with a friend, a loved one, especially, mm-hmm. just get it in writing. Yeah, right. Yeah, those are all great tips. Got any more? Oh, got 50 of them. <laughs> uh, <laughs> another one is more. build relationships first. Um, and, and like I explained about my time in the Middle East, too often here in America when we go out to do business, we get right to the point. You know, have you ever gone to a an event and you walk up to somebody and they're like, oh, hi, I do this. Can I have your card? I want to put you on my list. See ya, thanks. i got to go on to the next person. <laughs> yeah. Like, really? Right. The, you have to find out if somebody's your right and perfect client. And, and we have to stop this microwave society of doing everything so quickly and take the time to build the relationship. I call it the know, like, and trust factor. You've heard that ad- adage, people do business with people they know, like, and right. trust. Right. So right. how are you going to know somebody get to know somebody to like them enough to trust them to do business with them if you just have a 30-second conversation with them and take a business card. You don't know if they're, they're somebody that you should be connected with or somebody you should be doing business with or a good client for you or you're a good client for them and, until you take some time to get to know them. Yeah. How much does intuition play in that? 
Well, intuition plays a big part in that. And a lot of time is, times as women, we turn off our intuition and mm-hmm. don't listen to that little voice that says, uh, mm, yeah, go give this one a miss or, gosh, you need to talk to that person. Right. Um, you know, uh, again, back to my friend Glenn Morshower refers to it as the whisper. You know, what is mm-hmm. the whisper saying? And the whisper may be crazy, but um, the, the whisper is there to tell you, okay, go do this or don't do that. I mean, I've made decisions on things that the whisper was like, mm-hmm, you need to go the other way. But I didn't listen to it. And, right. uh, yeah, we need to listen to our intuition. Yeah. Uh, I think more maybe with the transition of this this civilization, with this generation, I should say, uh, there will be more of that trusting your intuition because we at least we throw it out there. And we know it is a part of decision-making many times. So hopefully that will change in the upcoming years for all negotiators, not only women, but uh, but all negotiators. Um, so, well, yes. Yeah, I'll say something about the, the men and women, the difference in communication styles. Yes. Now, the the biz, the, the uh, language of business is direct communication because primarily until uh, now we're at the point where more than 50% of the, the uh, small business owners are women. But, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's it's been primarily male-dominated. And mm-hmm. men are direct communicators where women are typically not. Most men are, but most most women are not. I happen to be a direct communicator because I spent, from the time I was 12, in male-dominated environments. I mean, my mm-hmm. father raised me and then I went in the military and then I worked for for defense contractors that were engineering firms all male dominated. Right. So I can I sometimes people are shocked at how direct I am. <laughs> and this is yeah. a this is a key reason why a lot of women feel negotiation they don't feel good about it because it feels confrontational and it comes uh-huh. up against our nature. We are nurturers by nature yeah. because yeah. we have children or we take care of people. It's just what we do and who we are. So to be direct in a negotiation situation feels very uncomfortable to us. Yeah. But there, you can learn how to do that in a negotiation setting. It just, again, like I said, you can't flip, flip that light switch. It takes some training. You have to drill mm. your skills with it. Yeah, yeah, very, very good uh, information. It, it's taken me uh, a little time to feel comfortable in the male-dominated arena for particularly negotiating. Yeah. Oh, I feel like I'm on another planet sometimes. (laughs) But after I come to your workshop in April, uh, the 11th through the 13th, I'll be better skilled in that area, as you say. You definitely will. Everybody that was at my last one, there were some some people that were like, oh, I don't want to be here, this negotiation (laughs) thing. And and then at the end, they they were just, Oh my gosh, I feel so much more confident. And oh, I'm yeah. working on the testimonial videos to get them up now. But just everybody had a shift in their even even men, men and women, because I, I I teach to both. So oh, that is um, awesome. Yeah, yeah it's, really. it's phenomenal. It's um, okay. it's definitely a way. It's it's best to do some training like that in a training room before you go mm-hmm. out and actually do negotiations. But yes. One of the best places to go get free negotiation training is a yard sale. Ah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Because I nobody expects that. to get their price that they're asking. 
Yeah, I see that. You know what? If it feels uncomfortable, well, you'll get over that by the time you're done with my three-day training. So (laughs) you'll be able to go out and haggle with the best of them. All right. Now, we want to tell them that your book is coming out in November. So get ready. You can buy this book and have some of these great tips. And I want to say how much I have enjoyed having you on my show today, Obani. You are a delight. <laughs> oh, thank you. And it's been really informative. I can use all those clues, and, and I know there are listeners out there that have greatly benefited from your information. So uh, I, I'm really looking forward to the workshop. Thank you for the success of writing that book that will be available in November. And I do appreciate that there is an Eldana that has opened this door for us. Awesome. So your web your website is what for my listeners? Is it now they can get to you through how? Thinklikeanegotiator.com. Okay, great. So if you're wanting more information, go to thinklikeanegotiator.com and not only read her blogs, but also get to know Elbona better and contact her. So we thank you for being with us today. Thank you, Eldona. It's been an awesome show. Thanks for having me. Yeah, you're very welcome. So we'll hope you'll be listening to us next week as we continue with Second Wind. Thank you for joining us on today's edition of Second Wind. Join us again next week at the same time as Joyce and her guests share strategies of growth and renewal. You'll learn how to attain goals and dreams and create the life you want to live to its fullest. Second Wind.